In the studio with us now um, is Inspector Watatini from the New Zealand Police. G'day again. Kia ora, boys. And Kia ora, yeah, it is, uh, it's getting bad out there. Hit getting bad. Tamaru earlier, just uh, passed through Ashburton, and it's hitting uh, Christchurch now. So yeah. everyone drive safe out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I notice you've got a little bit of a moustache since the last time we chatted, Inspector. Yeah, Jesus. Or of your eyebrows. Little, just... It's like I'm balancing a slug on my top <laughs> I'm lap. I was just going to say, your eyebrows have come down for a drink. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, so I'm uh, taking part in Movember. Are you? My good mate, uh, Constable Brian Ward of Brian and Bobby fame. Obviously, we don't talk too much about that down here in Canterbury because we've got Constable Keith and Sniff. So. Yeah. Um, right. But Constable Brian's doing Movember. He's got a challenge against the uh, Canadian Toronto Police yeah. um, to raise some money, and I'm, I'm on his team. We were partners together in... Uh, or Tahuhu about 20-odd years ago. And, and, and that moustache has only been growing since November 1. There or thereabout, yeah, about yeah, November 1, Phil. Fairly a suit man. Oh, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I mean, this is roughly it, and a goatee. Uh, I can't do the rest of the beard. Right. I, can't, I can't fill it in like you can, Phil. Yeah, and don't even ask about me. I've been trying to grow one since, <laughs> since 1975. So I've had a shave since 75. Yeah. see how far that's gone. <laughs> You're ahead of your time trying to do Movember back then, Simon. Yeah. That's exactly right. Right, if you've got a question for our inspector, 0800 80 10 80. We've found this to be really useful for a lot of people. We've enjoyed it, and uh, you couldn't get a better man to speak to. So give us a call, 0800 80 10 80, or text 9292 if you've got any questions at all about you know what you're doing on the roads particularly roading questions seem to be the big go-to they don't do, they but yeah driving and drugs apparently driving yes. and drugs so and hopefully, how, hopefully uh, not together and and the hypothetical what if uh someone uh not me did this thing mm. i know this guy that did this what would happen to him yeah. that one asking yeah. for a friend do you yeah. find are you encountering many more drivers that are drug driving versus drunk driving what's the percentage um i can't give you the percentage but we're testing for impairment so we're going to find more Mm. So we are testing for impairment. So if you see somebody driving badly or erratically and you stop them, like I think about, um, I had this friend that used to do speeches out of Christchurch back in the 1990s mm-hmm. when he worked on radio here and he'd get stopped occasionally for speeding. And, the, and luckily, and I, actually this guy I knew really well, he actually was, hadn't been drinking at all. So that was fine. Mm. But the question was always, have you been drinking? And I presume if they suspected it, I would have got a breath test for alcohol. Mm. What happens now if you're stopped and you've been driving a bit weirdly? I, I, when you say you're tested for impairment, is it is it a breath test that covers both alcohol and drugs? Or so what? we've got separate tests for oh, okay. uh, for alcohol and illicit drugs. Yeah, and 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 what are they actually? As a matter of interest, um, I mean the testing regime. Um, is done by our, our road policing guys. So yeah. it's been in the last couple of years since I've been off the road, but um, most of our road policing and our traffic alcohol groups and our impairment uh, prevention teams carry them in, the, in their trucks. Right. Okay. Dale's got a question on text. This is a good question, because, I, and the reason I raise it is just two weeks ago I picked up our daughter from uh, Dunedin coming home. Huge, huge queue of traffic mm. for no particular reason. Didn't seem there was an accident. Turns out it was a car towing a huge horse float thing. Mm. And Dale's, and there was just a massive queue, Inspector. Dale says, are the police going to start policing slow drivers as well as speeding drivers? Do you actually pull people over if that is because, or do you, do you pull people over as a matter of course if there's a long queue of people and they're towing a float or a caravan or a boat, etc.? cetera? Uh, what we would do is uh, ask people to, at their first opportunity, stay left or get to a slow vehicle bay or just allow the rest of the traffic to, to overtake safely. But if they're, and if they're, if they're driving inconsiderately, then I mean that's that's an option available to us to prosecute someone that's uh, you know driving. It's not careless driving, but it's inconsiderate driving. 
And there is a thing called inconsiderate driving. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's along the same lines as careless driving because you're driving without regard for other road users. Wow. Mm. Okay. And that's for people that will drive deliberately slowly on the road. And I, I know, uh, Simon, it is one of your particular bugbears. <laughs> well, <laughs> because well, once again, we're reminded of it. But um, yeah. No, but do you know what really pleased me? Yes. A, there was a police car in the queue. Mm. So the police car was about maybe 30 back from wow. this car and horse float thing. And then suddenly his lights go on and he shot past all these drivers. And I said to my wife, I said, I think he's going to pull over or she is going to pull over. And sure enough, they pulled over the horse float. And mm. I was delighted oh, at yeah. the risk of sounding yeah. mean-spirited because people get irritable and therefore erratic and they start doing dumb things, right? You're 100% right. Yeah. Uh, this text here says, um, please, can you advise us, Inspector, the driving speed past schools on school holidays? Thanks. Does it differ from school holidays to any other time? Well, it would, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Common sense dictates yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a weird. It's a. I mean, I was, sorry, open. I shouldn't say weird, but that's an unusual question. Which um, I it, it's not just a mandatory, and the and no. the periods at that those special speed limits rate yeah, are yeah. before and after school, and you'll see a lot of schools with the flashing lights. That's right. Yeah. And in the middle of the day, I'm thinking about like uh, we often, when we were living in Auckland, we'd drive past our grandkids' school at Three Kings in Auckland, and they've got the special flashing lights mm. for the thing. And that's not on during the day, and the kids are at school, and yeah. it's not on during the day. Eh? Right. So in holidays, I'd be very amazed if there was a different. But if you know you're driving past a school, you know, yeah. just dropping your speedo about ten k's anyway, isn't going to hurt anybody. Yep. Okay, David's on the line with a question. Good day, David. Hello there. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Hello, David. What's your question, David? Um, I, I I work in Wellington. I live in the, in the Hutt Valley, and I go on the new smart motorway right immediately north of Wellington. And quite often the, in the mornings and evenings, the speeds change from 80k down to 60k to try and manage the traffic. Um, quite often, the majority of the traffic is always going about 20k over the limit. Um, sometimes when I've sat at 60 and cars are flying past me, they're tooting the horn or not. Is it... Um, as in, will I get a ticket if I went over and went with the majority of the traffic? Uh, yes. Uh, so if the speed limit's 60, David, and you're driving 60, you're golden. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've tried to talk to lots of lots of people. Um, it's frustrating. I suppose when, say, if there was there is a minor thing, like say 60k, then might have, um, somebody's pulled over on the on the left hand side. They, they change all the lanes to 60 mm. instead of having yeah, different speeds across the, mm. the motorway. Yeah, so um, listen, it's a, it, sometimes it's a hard decision to make, right? Because uh, everybody else is travelling at speed and everybody else is doing the wrong thing and you're the only person doing the right thing. But, yeah. um, you know, you should never be down on yourself for doing the right thing. Good on you. Yeah. Thanks so much, David. Really appreciate your call. Kelly is with us. Hey, Kelly. Hi, Si. Hi, um. I'm just wanting to ask a question about bag searches. What, um, what is right and what is wrong regarding bag searches when you're at a um, venue? I went to a concert a few weeks ago and the security guards took everything out of everybody's bags. So when you Can buy the yeah, so when you buy the ticket on the conditions yeah. of entry to your concert, uh, once you've purchased the ticket, you've agreed to the conditions of entry, and one of the conditions of entry is that uh, you offer up any bag or container for search by security when you get there. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it's uh, when you buy the ticket, 
you've agreed yeah. to the conditions of it and you, you, you probably need to have a look at the websites and the tickets themselves when you purchase. And the reason for that, okay. Kelly, is um, yeah. they're just searching them, uh, bags for alcohol, uh, anything else trying to get smuggled into venues. Okay, so is that me taking the stuff out of the bag or them actually physically doing it? So if you read the conditions of the ticket, that'll tell you uh, what's going to happen, but you're offering the bag up for them to look through it. Okay. No, that's cool. I just thought I'd check that was all. Thank you. Good you're on welcome. you. Thanks so Thanks. much, Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. We're joined by Inspector Watatini from the New Zealand Police. It's great to have you in again, Inspector. Good text. This one says, um, can those riding motorbikes use the centre line between lanes to pass vehicles? Would you like me to read that text no, again? No, I know what you're talking about. Um, if it's a two-lane road, you know, traffic going each way, um, uh, and I just, I probably need to know whether they're talking about the painted median. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, or whether or not it's just centre line. Can you use the painted median? I mean, you can pass on the right as long as it's not yellow lines. Okay. Mm. Right, this text here says, um, when you stop behind someone at a compulsory stop sign with a clear view both ways you're behind them, do you have to move up and stop? Um, after they've gone, even though you've already seen that there's no vehicles and they've stopped and you're only a moment behind? Yes. Oh, darn. Sorry, Dean. Um, this text here <laughs> <laughs> says, is it illegal to have an open beer while driving even if you're under the limit? Is it illegal to have... Yeah, an- yeah I know. It, yeah. Um, we did this one earlier, right? The- I think we have done yeah. this one before. Yeah, uh, this I, sounds familiar to me. Yeah. Um, put it this way. Something back in my training in 1996 tells me probably maybe. But if you're driving with an open beer, you're getting stopped. If you're driving you're with yeah, 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 you're stopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, good. Yeah. Richard, very good afternoon. Hi there. I've um, got a question. Just I don't know if it pertains to anywhere else in New Zealand apart from Auckland. But when you have an on-ramp and you've got two lanes and they're coming into one and then they have those green lights that say one vehicle per green, Often there are four green lights. So does that mean four cars go at once or just two? What time is the train arriving from London? It's <laughs> 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 a yeah, good answer. A, oh. now, Roger, I know what you're talking about. You're, so you're talking about getting on sort of like off Mount Wellington Highway or um, Ellerslie Pamia, things like that. They've got the green lights to go away eh, and it merges. Yeah, and it says one vehicle per green. There's only two lanes, but there's actually four green lights shining. So, uh, mate, here's my advice. If you're in the lane and you've got green to go, just just worry about you. (laughs) Good on you, Richard. Thank you. Here's a fairly short, straightforward text. Um, I got a DIC uh, when I was 17 years old. I got a conviction. I'm now in my mid-30s. Can I apply to become an officer? Uh, You can apply. I still recommend that you do if you haven't been in trouble since then. Yeah. Um, and we'll have a discussion. It used to be a straight no right. back in the day, but we're having discussions with people because people do silly stuff when they're younger yeah. and turn their lives around and yep. can be really, really successful. So, uh, and you know, I mean, we, we believe in giving people um, second chances. We do that through diversion, through alternative resolutions, pre-charge warnings. So, yeah. listen, I encourage the person to still apply or talk to someone of an, on our new cops line. Yep. Have a chat to someone about it. Have a crack at it. Mm. Okay. okay. Uh, Roger's waiting here on the line. G'day, Roger. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. A question about firearms. If I was a uh, licensed holder of a firearm, can I take someone else with me hunting who does not have a license, and can they use a firearm? 
Roger, I'm going to come back to you on that one. I'll get it put up on the Facebook page tomorrow. Again, I'm just reaching back into the dark depths of my history here. I, I'm, I was inclined to say yes. My gut feeling was yes, they can, as long as they're accompanied by a licensed firearms holder, a yeah. firearms license holder. Yeah. But what I'll do, mate, I will uh, have an answer up with the producer tomorrow and we'll put it up on the Facebook page just in response to that one. Is that okay, Roger? Thank you very much. Very good question. Thanks, mate. Good that question. Is a good one. Where can you upload dash cam footage to the police to report bad driving? Uh, give us a call on 105. Speak to the people there. They'll direct you to the right place to go. Great. Tony, you're going to finish us off today. Tony, what's your question, please? Yes, good afternoon, Inspector. Um, quick question. How far does a police officer have to follow you in a moving vehicle if he wishes to or believes that you're speeding, in other words, to justify the issuing of a speed fine ticket? Is there a time period or a distance that he has to be able to get up in court if you wanted to pursue the matter in court to say, yes, I followed you for X amount of things, sorry, X amount of Ks, and this is with the speed that I judged that you were driving at? Um, if he is attempting to measure speed using only his, uh, the officer's speedometer, um, yep. It has to be a sufficient period of time for them to be able to record that you're driven for a period of time. Whether there's a set period or set distance, I'm unsure. Um, right. If they've got you on the detection devices, like the laser or the radar... I understand then, that, yeah. yeah no, I'm aware not. of that, but yeah. I'm just talking about in court, because I had one which I actually got off because he, the, the, the JP didn't accept his evidence. But all I'm saying to you is um, I thought there might have been a set time or period that they, I could say I followed you for one kilometre mm. and that was your speed and all this sort of stuff. But that, what you were saying is there isn't. Is that right? Uh, what I'm saying is I can't tell you for sure, but I'll find okay. out. Yep. It Good. makes sense. Tony, thank you very much. Inspector, we're going to have to leave it. There's so many calls and texts we missed out on. We'll do it next time around. Thank you so much sure, for your no time. Problems, Thanks a million. Love to see you again. And good luck with the uh, through to the end of November. I can't wait to get this thing off. Inspe <laughs> Inspector Wadatini from the New Zealand Police.